We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,099 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. And well, quite frankly, I don't even know if I can do the introductions properly because this is an all-star cast we've got lined up today. And the listener is really in for a treat at the end of the week. So I'm going to do the best I can with this and try and juggle this today. But I'm joined by Bruce Adams, the fan favorite, Lord Marty Foster, and the long-lost prodigal son, one of the founding members of this podcast from Southern Florida, GP. So let's start with you, Bruce. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah. As usual. Glad to hear it. And I hope that you're staying away from those uh, those awful tornadoes that are in your neck of the woods as we speak today. Uh, thunderstorm, rain, high winds, uh, no tornado. So safe and sound. And any way you slice it, it is still your fault because it's man-made climate change. Marty Foster, how are you today? Uh, well, um, I think we had our first day of spring today. Gorgeous sunshine. And as a result of it being a first day of spring, like a daffodil, I am thrusting and rampant. Thank you very much for asking. I'm glad to hear that, too. And I, I, I it's going to be a comedy show today. I already know it is because he's already laughing. He's already cackling. He's already done his unofficial product placement. GP from sunny southern Florida. How are you? Well, I, I have to say down here in Florida, it's our 356th day of spring. <laughs> it's a consistent here. That's good. But it is amazing to be here in the state of the free. And, and I'm with amazing. you guys here. It is amazing. Yeah, well, thanks for putting us second. We appreciate that. You know, we, yeah. really, <laughs> we, know your place. Um, yeah, that's right. Good. That's right. Yeah, know, know the place. Um, I actually had to call you uh, two nights ago because uh, if I didn't, then we wouldn't have a place right now. So uh, technically, yes. that is true. We, we do need to know our place. Yes. No, it's uh, it, it's good to see you. I, I don't know exactly where this conversation is going to go today. Uh, I, I don't really have a whole lot lined up. So I tell you what, uh, this is about as a, a good of an end of the week roundtable as we're going to get, apart from tomorrow. I mean, of course, that'll be the exclusive that'll go out on Monday. But uh, today, as I said, this is going to be a comedy show because every time GP and Marty are on in the same podcast, it's always a comedy show. And so I tell you what, let's start with uh, GP. Tell us how things are going, where you are, what you've been up to, what you're involved in now your new career path and where you see things going because Bruce and I were watching and you were right in the middle of that hurricane that hit down there hurricane Ian and it took everything out from that entire area and uh, it did actually I 
I remember I tried to reach you uh, because the phones were down. I tried to reach you on on satellite for three days, uh, but I finally got through to you after mm-hmm. about a week. But I recall that you were busy working uh, relief efforts and, and doing um, coordination efforts with National Guard and all of the aid that was coming in and, and doing everything that was uh, that was done at the state level. And you've expounded mm-hmm. upon that now, haven't you? Uh, yes, actually, we've gotten with another charity and we're out there. Doing swift water rescues and rebuilding people's homes. It's a strange combination, but yes, we kind of do it all. We're, it's similar to the Red Cross that's out there every single day helping lives. Uh, in fact, we were just with this rescue for a two-year-old child that uh, walked out of a person's home into the forest here up here in Brooksville, Florida. And we were part of that relief effort with one of our dogs to try and find the child. Fortunately... Uh, someone found the job, one of the volunteers, and uh, healthy and alive. And it was amazing because most of the times after 24 hours, because the law enforcement wouldn't let us get out there with our dogs or, or with our search efforts until 20, almost 20 hours later. And generally after 24 hours in Florida, it's a recovery, not a rescue. And, I, and we were just extraordinarily yeah. blessed. That's good. That's good. That's a that's a great success story. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I mean, I spent a lot of time in, in Florida, down, you know, down in that part of the state uh, as a as a kid. And I'm pretty sure that uh, crocodiles don't wait 20 hours before they're uh, they're yeah, next. alligators. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the well, the, I was thinking more of the saltwater, you know, crocodiles, they they don't typically tend to wait for the they, meal. No, no, they, they reach out and grab it along with our alligators and our Burmese pythons and pretty much everything is out to kill you here. It's like Australia. That's like exactly Australia. What, that's great. exactly why he likes to stay where he's at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like going out anywhere. I'm like, uh, is that deadly? I'm not sure. I'll he was actually GP was actually walking on a podcast with us one day, and he was uh, he was video he had his video camera running with him, and he was leaning over looking into this lagoon where there were bubbles coming up, and I said, you know what, you might want to just take a couple of steps back. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I may be on the menu, but I'll fight back. <laughs> Pretty interesting down here. What else have you guys been doing, though? I mean, uh, how is it over across the pond there, Marty? Well, we can't compete with that level of fauna that you have. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, we, no, that that's flora. <laughs> that's flora. We have trees. But the other morning, I was I was up early and I stared out across my back garden, and the dog I look after. Uh, wasn't here so all of the wild animals knowing that the dog wasn't here decided to make my back garden look like a scene from snow white i had magpies chatting to each other a whole flock of wood pigeons on the lawn five or six squirrels running through the trees and a fox sat on my man cave roof um which was obviously then about to pounce on the pigeons so i scared the fox off because i didn't want to be cleaning up blood and feathers um but yeah none of those things could ever really hurt you um unless you're you know staked out to the ground or something um well so it can hurt your feelings <laughs> they they can hurt your feelings especially when you hand them a piece of bacon and they snatch it away and, and yes, run away fast yes. you know that because yeah. those are most important your feelings my feelings are very important <laughs> yeah we we deny feelings far too much you know yeah. it's got to be fact 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 um mm-hmm. but the way we feel about things is mm-hmm. important as well uh, and i know we're saying that slightly sarcastically but if i feel 
as a British taxpayer that I don't want another financial migrant to cross the channel illegally, I'm allowed to feel that way. Uh, and I'm allowed to express that opinion um, without getting deplatformed, decancelled uh, or, or uh, fired from my job, for instance. So, yeah, feelings are important. But as I say, we cannot we cannot compete with your level of wildlife. What about you, Bruce? You're in Oklahoma and um, yeah. you have you must have. Do you have bear? Jeff no, we we don't usually have bear. Parts of Oklahoma do, but we have things like uh, rattlesnakes, uh, copperheads, you know, those kind of things. Uh, all kinds of snakes. Um, we do actually have puma, but not as many. Is, isn't that a middle-aged woman into young boys? Uh, yeah. yeah um, we, we I don't do know how that well. name came across. Actually, what, why, why it's associated with that particular large cat. But anyway, sorry, carry on. I'm I'm not actually sure why, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, that and um, offhand, um, yeah, that's that's about all we really worry about. I mean, snakes. That's pretty much the main main thing. So See, we we've only got one poisonous snake in the entire British Isles, and and that's the the common adder. And the adder, if it bites you, unless you've got severe cardio problems you know pre-existing cardiac problems it's nothing more than a severe bee sting however perhaps nowadays with um everybody boosted and vaccinated up to the eyeballs with mrna and and suffering from minor clots and myocarditis that the adder suddenly becomes as deadly as 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 an eastern diamondback or um you know the copperhead as you say so did do you you don't get I know you've got Burmese python in in Florida, which are not an indigenous species. Delicious. Well, oh wait, it, where are we going? No, but there, there's an awful <laughs> lot of um, of uh, herpetologists that keep yes. venomous snakes. Yeah, and people are gathering up these Burmese pythons and giving them to people to feed their king cobras on. So I've, I've watched a lot of videos of that just recently. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, going down and seeing a cobra crossing the street. It's pretty awesome. You know? uh, yeah, I've, I had a black mamba <laughs> swim past me in a swimming pool in Kenya, um, and that, that swimming pool had to be cleaned afterwards, obviously, for yeah. obvious reasons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, the Burmese pythons are actually, we get paid to kill them here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what I particularly like about that is that I, I'm sorry, I'm sure there's lots of people who keep large reptiles but they don't really want to give you a hug well actually a python might want to give you a hug mm, but it's absolutely. not the kind of hug, hug you really want so I, I really don't understand the fascination because they those ones that are ruining actually local wildlife in mm. florida are ones where people have just got oh this snake's too big to keep now i'm letting it go and they're bred in in those conditions haven't they so yes very it's, well, it, actually. It's a perfect environment for a yeah. lot of these animals that are, you know, from the iguanas to, you know, to the Burmese pythons. They're just so invasive. Well, if you put anything where it doesn't have uh, a predator, it's going to mm -hmm. do incredibly well. Uh, and, and that's what, what's happened. And I was thinking of a way to draw that analogy into the political world, into the world of man. So... What we've got are we, we, we've we've got this infiltration of of globalists uh, and 
because they seem to um, speak uh, sense, it seems like sense, to the sheeple. And because the sheeple are not predating the globalist, we've got more globalists than we need. Can can we can we get some kind of scheme where where we're paid to take care of them and you know gather them up humanely in a civil way and transport them back to where they came from? That's pretty rough. <laughs> I, I so <laughs> I'm, I'm more. Do we start at what level? Do we start the take them back to where they came from well Davos, five months five weeks five months five years 50 years three generations where how do old, we start how old is soros uh he's yeah, in good- his mid uh 80s i don't know i i tell you what let's go let's go further back than that let's go with uh the oldest creature within the bureaucracy let's look at henry kissinger he's 99 years old this year you did tell me the other day where he comes from where where is he from originally is he Austrian? Germany. He's from oh, Germany, yeah. Germany. Yeah. Yeah. See, he'd probably go down quite well there, but I bet if he took Soros back to Hungary, he wouldn't have quite such a warm welcome. No, he, he certainly wouldn't. Uh, the prime minister there is, uh, I think he's completely outlawed George Soros from the country. Uh, as a matter of fact, there are running billboards of uh, red X's with, you know, his face with a red X. So I don't think he's he's too well liked there. We could take Klaus Schwab back to Cloud Cuckoo Land. That's true, Which yeah. is where that freak is from. What about Noah Harari? Where could we put him? I'm not sure where he comes from. But, I, I don't know where he comes from. I know he's not he's, he's not English, obviously. I, I don't know where he comes from. Uh, maybe Bruce is going to look into that. But I have to ask, uh, GP, since you're working with all of these uh, animals out in the wild and things, I, I have to ask, is it possible that you could have been infected or anything and, and contracting some kind of a, a disease in nature that you otherwise wouldn't have you know, contracted. I'd... Well, the wet markets out there in southern Florida. <laughs> I know they're they're just all over the yeah, place out there. there yeah, they're, just, they're rampant, and yeah, we generally, you know, with the billions of bats that we have, uh huh. You know, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe, you know. yeah. Well, it it is entirely possible. Bruce, did you find out where Noel Harari's from? Yeah, the name kind of gives it away. He's from uh, Israel. Israel. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. There you go. Well, GP, I know that you've done a lot of work in your life in and around uh, laboratories and, you know, you've been in and out of mm-hmm. medical facilities and things like that. So I, I just wanted to, to be sure that you're being safe out there in the wild and that you don't contract anything because there is a danger. And I, I would like to, to bring this up. And Marty, you wanted to know how we could segue mm. into the human side of things. So I, I thought yeah. that mm. we mm. could have uh, the saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci explain the dangers of working with animals out in the wild. And on this theory of a lab leak, uh, you know, I've been wondering this. Do we have any idea how that would even work? Um, Have you heard any accounts as to how that might have happened? Is there speculation in in the scientific community as to how that happened? Yeah, there's a good that's a very good question, Jim. So one of the things that people maybe don't fully appreciate that all of the intelligence agencies agree unanimously that this was not engineered. Namely, they didn't deliberately do this to make a bioweapon. Everybody agrees with that. No matter what your prior thoughts were, everybody agrees with that. I don't think so. A lab leak could be that someone was out in the wild 
maybe looking for different types of viruses in bats, got infected, went into a lab, and was being studied in the lab, and then it came out of the lab. But if that's the definition of a lab leak, Jim, then that still is a natural occurrence. The other possibility is someone takes a virus from the environment that doesn't actually spread very well in humans and manipulates it a bit and accidentally it escapes or accidentally infects someone and then you get an outbreak. Uh Those are the possibilities when you're talking about lab leaks. But are are there any accounts of that occurring where one might say, okay, well, there, there we go. Perhaps this is it. This is what happened. No. That you're aware of. In fact, there are no lab leaks that have led to pandemics. So there have been accidents in a lab that happens intermittently. We've had experiences with that in modern times recently, but there have never been a situation where a virus escaped from a lab that's a brand new virus that no one has ever seen before that led to a pandemic. That has not happened. So you see, GP, I just want to make sure that you're you're being safe and you're not oh, well, causing I didn't, a, I didn't an accident by, hear, by getting infected by. Yeah, but I, I didn't hear. What was the name of the laboratory? Was it the Wuhan, Wuhan novel coronavirus uh, library? Yeah, well, Wuhan of Institute of Virology was the uh, was the, uh, the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, when and where does the says- virus start? <laughs> I was in a, a city called um, Wuhan in in China in Hubei province. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they do have a division called the Novel Novel Coronavirus Department, yes. right? Yes, in yes, in yeah. in Wuhan. Yes, in yeah. Wuhan, right? Yes. Just, yeah, yeah. I can't find any connections there, bud. I can't either. No, there is no, I, no, I can't either. I, no, we've been looking. We've no been working at that diligently whatsoever. for the last two and a half, going on three years, and we we can't find anything. <laughs> I, I I don't see it. Now, the other day, Johnny. By the way, you um you missed a bleep. I used a very bad word twice. I did, yes. <laughs> and, you, and you missed a bleep. Um, I'm about to cause you to do a bleep again. When someone says, that's a very good question, when asked a very good question, what they're actually doing is buying time while they're thinking, how the f*** am I going to lie my way out of this? And that's what that tiny shriveled scrotum Fauci was thinking when he said, well, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked that. Oh, just give me a moment and I'll make up some bullshit that will do because it's CNN, Communist News Network. They'll they'll accept anything that I say. So, yeah. But he didn't say it wasn't a lab. Well, he can't, can he? Because the CIA, sorry, the FBI have said it looks like it bloody was, which is exactly what we said three years ago. He was just trying ago. to say it wasn't nefarious. He, what he's just trying to explain, from what I gathered, was it wasn't nef- a nefarious. He's just trying to well, avoid um, uh, a gurney and those three drugs that get injected. That's what he's Bruce, trying to avoid. Bruce had an interesting way of, of clarifying that the other day. Go ahead, Bruce. Well, um, I don't know which one you're referring to because I've if you listen lost to that train the, of thought. The way but... that he worded it about the, the, the oh. fact that a lab leak has never Never been the cause of a pandemic. Yeah, it, it, it's all it's all in the the wordage and everything there that mm-hmm. it, they're they're covering it up. He's not he's not lying, but he's also masking the truth at the same time. It, so it, it, it's you know the legal play that he's doing. But here's my question for you, GP. Now, because I'm not I'm not educated in this stuff, right? I'm, I'm this is you know in layman's terms, he says there that uh, the virus may have been manipulated. Now. 
-hmm. My understanding of it is a little vague on this. Now, what does it mean when a virus is manipulated and might have gotten out of a lab? Does that not mean it was engineered or? Absolutely. That's exactly what he's saying. Oh, oh, hmm. But he said that it wasn't engineered and it, oh, hmm. I think, I think you're miss, you're miss understanding the term I, I, I think you're yes. mixing words because you're, <laughs> what you really meant to say was they weren't they weren't doing gain of function they were doing directed evolution ah mm-hmm. uh, yes that that is the correct um term they they yeah. accept now it wasn't weaponization yeah. it was directed evolution but is it gluten-free it is that's vegan. what's really important it is vegan. <laughs> oh, it is vegan. it is, it it is, is vegan. make yes. sure actually it's not actually vegan if you that's listen true, to yeah. uh some of the whistleblowers yeah, if you listen to some of the whistleblowers, it it came from some of the strains of fetal tissue. If you listen to some of the, the oh, whistleblowers, that is so, true. Yeah, it's not technically vegan. Well, the question you well, might then be I asking, guess they're never going to get it. Yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm glad you said that, GP. They're they're just never going to get it. Do you know why mm-hmm. you're never going to get it? Because you're going to be keeping up with your immunity from now until uh, well, I I don't know, but uh, they're they're going to tell you. Uh, because you want to be protected if you're going to be out there in the wild and you're going to be around all those uh, things that could infect you. You know, you, you want to make sure that you're protected. So they're going to tell you how often you're going to have to be up to date on your stuff there. Well, that, that leads to the question, oh, Joe, and would like the answer from you, Dr. Fauci, who you're the pride of Holy Cross College. Uh, and I don't believe you were in medical school with uh, Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan. But how many booster shots do you think we will be getting? Uh, there's one available now, but how, how long in the future will we be getting booster shots? You know, we don't know definitively the answer to that, but it is likely that this thing is not going to disappear. It's not going to be eradicated and it's not going to be eliminated. So it's going to be around, you know, for the foreseeable future. So it is likely that we will require an intermittent, likely at the same time as we get a flu vaccine, at least once a year. Very similar to what we do to keep updated on our immunity against influenza, it is very likely that the similar situation we'll be experiencing with COVID, namely getting a booster shot once a year, probably at the same time as we get an influenza shot. Obviously, you've put him on again, and I'm trying really hard not to swear again, but there are other lessons, maybe not necessarily when it comes to immunization. But a lot of people were taking penicillin to avoid STDs. And uh, you've got these strains developing like Vietnam Rose. I saw this guy on board a ship. Honestly, it it looked like it was a tulip about to blossom. And he had to be sent to one of the American ships to get treated. Um, I don't know. I think they used bleach in the end um, and on the end. But <laughs> constantly constantly vaccinating against something that's got a 99.73 survival rate is going to make something that will, even if what we believe isn't true, constantly vaccinating against something that is mostly harmless to, to most people or was harmless to most people. Not anymore, it isn't. It's getting worse and worse. So there's a mistake that they should have learned. And I am not educated in this stuff either, but it's just an observation. If you overuse a drug, 
it creates problems. And if you overuse a vaccine, it creates problems because of that word you used earlier on, evolution. Things evolve. Life tries to, uh, whatever kind of life, at whatever kind of minuscule nano level, it tries to replicate, it tries to reproduce. So, yeah, um, in fact, lethal injection is too good for him. I think it should be the wire brush time. You know, that's one of the things you, you can't I, nod. I, you I, can't think nod. I, totally <laughs> I think I totally heard something different. I, I heard him say as long as we can get away with transferring trillions of dollars in wealth to a certain set number of people, we'll continue to issue vaccines. That's what I heard. Oh. You heard a, something, I see you. That's heard a great. That's maybe? a great way. Yeah, Mar Marty was going more along the lines of the evolutionary process, which you actually warned about uh, in the very beginning, GP, when you said <laughs> if you continue to do this. I mean, this is when they were rolling the vaccine out, or I shouldn't even call it that, but this is when they were rolling it out. You were saying, you know, if you do this over and over and over and over again, life finds a way, and you're going to end up with something that you all fear in that business, and it's called Omega. What is that? That's something you can't stop. Yeah. Once we get to Omega, we're done. Because that's the end of the Greek alphabet and they can't think of anything else to call it. Because every time they called it after a region, like they called it the South African variant, all the South Africans says, hey, you can't say that about us. And then it was the, the Essex India. variant in here. The, in India. And the Indian variant yeah. and, and so on and so forth. It, it was all made up bollocks to scare us witless. That's what it was. It was a a, a fear-based psychological operation to get as many people to roll their sleeves up as possible. But as GP said, because he's got that Babel fish fitted and he got the direct <laughs> translation from Fauci there, that it says... Fauci-nese. You have to speak Fauci-nese. Fauci-nese. Yeah. Um, as long as billions of dollars keeps getting transferred out of taxpayers' pockets into... Mm -hmm you know, the right people's pockets. We've got this situation at the moment. Can you imagine, you must have heard the news about Credit Suisse. I don't know if you if you already discussed mm, yes, that. Yes, as a matter, no, we haven't discussed it, but the Swiss National Bank and more to the point, the Swiss people, the Swiss taxpayer got screwed in the middle of the night last night where they were all sleeping. About 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning last night, the Swiss National Bank came out and said, hey, you need 50 billion francs? No problem. We'll print it for you. Yeah. But you see, there's Credit Suisse, which is right in the heart of the world's banking organization or, you know, set up, and it's not performing the way it should be. So it winds up with a $45 billion hole, which is 50 billion francs. 50 billion francs, yeah. And the Swiss Central Bank, which, of course, we know what the Swiss Central Bank or who that belongs to, uh, has now bailed them out. So... It's all going to come back to the central bank from Credit Suisse's investors. There'll be, I'm sure that there's there's some deeper plan there, but it's more money going towards uh, or more property, more real assets going into the control of the central bank rather than uh, an independent bank. Well, they had to stick a Band-Aid on it until, was it July, Bruce? They, they had to stick a Band-Aid yeah, on it until then. And the reason I say that is because yesterday, this was not announced anywhere. Not one single media outlet anywhere, even in the quote alternative media, nobody caught this. This was put up by the Fed's website only. And that is 
The Federal Reserve announces that they will have a July launch for the new FedNow service, which would be your central bank digital currency. So they need until July to bring that system online to be able to use it in the financial system, the current financial system. So we're betting that they're going to pull the plug right around that time or a little before. Well, this is I read into it a little bit. This is uh, mostly for businesses uh, initially and for the bigger institutions, and then they'll do it for the average person later. So they, they just need to get it rolled out to the businesses, get them involved, get them on board, and then push it forward. The way I see this this Credit Suisse story is it's one more bank that is failing, and therefore the banks won't be allowed to carry on with the current system because they're just not safe. And so it will all have to be this digital currency, this digital system. Are you guys just having, one more example? Are you guys having problems? I I know that it spread to um, uh, Paribas in Paris was having some problems. I know that uh, they've had a couple of issues here. Nothing hit their major banking sector, so like Commerzbank and uh, Deutsche. I I personally believe when you start to see Deutsche Bank and when you start to see Bank of America go, when those two go, that's when you'll know mm. that it's real. Absolutely. That's when you'll know when it's real, but is that. Your government or the American government didn't announce yesterday something about, it's in the trillions, I don't, I'm not quite sure how many trillion, but they've just authorized the sale of bonds uh, for around about, I think it was three trillion. So it's another way of falsely or you know, artificially inflating the market. And that's where bankers start going, I'm going to make a huge bonus. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They make mistakes and they get careless like degenerate gamblers. And suddenly you wind up with more banks in in big trouble. If they can take away those, you know, that we are forced as wage earners and even as self-employed people to have our money paid into a bank because we, we can't keep it under the mattress and people won't pay you in cash you know big firms won't give you a bundle of cash each week like they used to do um you know i used to get a little brown envelope with with my wages in each week but um they won't do that anymore so we're forced to use banks and therefore everything that we earn everything that we produce goes into those banks if they can attack those and make them comply with this digital world it's just that one more step to totalitarianism uh, and and that's the path that that we are unfortunately on i think it's a path that we've been on uh and, and quite frankly none of us are being consulted uh, marty you heard the uh, the clip that we played uh last week of the people that went to um I want to say it was the county of Norfolk. They decided in yeah. the county that they were going to do the 15-minute uh, cities without consulting the constituency. And they've done that in, in Oxfordshire, the county of Oxfordshire. They've done that in, I think, all the boroughs of London are now on board magically somehow. And so they, they don't care. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They're moving ahead regardless, as you said, in, and we've made the references here before. It's just a doubling down and doubling down and doubling down again and again and again. And they don't care. I, it's going to be I, the same I, thing with the I, digital currencies because it's part of I the don't agenda. Wanna, I don't want to come out on the side of the councillor that was in that meeting in Thetford, which is in, in Norfolk, as you say. But what the protest, the, the protest may have gone off um, a little bit half-cocked because 
what she was saying was that they were beginning the consultation process. Now, the problem with that is government or local government or any big organisation puts money into uh, investigating whether it's whether something can happen. Invariably, they want it to happen. So the the guy that was speaking was saying, if you'd have asked us, the people of, of Thetford, if we wanted it, we'd have told you no right from the start and you can stop wasting your time doing this investigation and get on with doing the business of being a local councillor and sorting out our current problems and not giving us ones for the future. But the funny old thing is, most of the people that live in Thetford are actually originally from London and Essex. It's an overspill. The inner city of London has been emptied of all the the actual indigenous, for want of a better word, inhabitants of, of London and have been replaced by largely immigrants. But that is the way of most capital cities. And even then, moving further north into Norfolk, the next town is called Watton. And Watton is an overspill for Thetford. So slowly but surely, the capital is being emptied and all the people who used to live in the capital have been moved north into the agricultural rural areas of the country. Kind of so all you're left to, with... Uh, in, yeah, it's, yeah. That's what's happening uh, uh, with GPs. He's got the same problem. Everybody's emptying out of the rest of the US and they're all going to Florida right where he's they're at. They're all going to Florida, yeah. Or we are building like crazy. And they're, they're, they're calling all this new building affordable housing. Back in the days in California, we used to call it affordable housing. We're called condos. That was affordable housing. And that's basically what they're building here under the guise. And I'm not saying it's, you know, it is what it is, bub, is what we say. It's going to be very expensive condos. And, you know, on an island and off an island. And, uh, yeah, they're they're coming here in swarms for freedom. For it, once you get here, you realize that every, especially in these Democrat states, that you are in a constant state of control. Everything that you see and hear puts you in a, a perpetual state of fear. You come here, I forget that there's COVID out there. I forget. I forget that there's all kinds of issues going on in the world because in Florida, we care more about each other. We're out there every single day helping each other out. We're out there every single day enjoying the sun, the fun, the boats. We see a mask and it's strange. It just It's like this out of a movie. You're like, wait, what are you doing? Oh, you got a mask on. Where are you from? And we've never locked down in Florida. There was no lockdowns here. We should be all be gone, right? Is that what's going well, on? Well, according uh, to a friend of mine I in Boston, Florida. yeah, if, if I can tell, GP, the tan says it all. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine in, in uh, Boston, he and I were on the phone one day, and it was the middle of the, the whole you know COVID everything. It was, this has been about a year or so ago, and he, he actually told me with a straight face, I swear to you, I'm not making it up. He told me with a straight face that Florida lost half of their population because they refused to lock mm. down and get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because that those half that disappeared, where'd they go? I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure. Where, but where are the body bags? That's an interesting it's an interesting point you bring up about uh, you're you're kind of immune to the rest of the things and you, you don't really see it. But uh, this to me, this this is believe me, they're going to try and slip this in. They're, they're going to try and do it. it mm -hmm. I'm assuming that this is going to happen 
everywhere across the US, just like it's happening across the UK. It's happening on mainland Europe. The European Parliament this week just announced that they are, which again, unelected people, Marty, you've talked about many times yeah. here before. They voted for, quote, mandatory renovation of old buildings to save energy. That is an estimated 35 million buildings are to be affected across the entirety of Europe. This will mean a, quote, climate neutral conversion of buildings, which will cost 254 billion euros just in Germany alone. Just to give you an idea, every single building will have to be torn down. And they're trying to do this across the United States too. make no mistake about this. They tried to do this with the cap and trade scheme. Oh, I know they're doing it there. Yeah, I know they're doing it there. No, but they're doing it here in Florida. They're doing it here in Florida in the name of hurricanes. In the name of hurricanes, yeah. But they're doing it on the national scale as the Green New Deal. It's the same thing. Oh. When we when we talked about the Green New Deal all those years ago when we started, it was exactly that. Every single building would have to be torn down. All of it. Because you're going to build it back better, right? That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Now, they say that, well... You know, unfortunately, you see the, the governments and, and the financial institutions that well, see that they're, they're not going to pay for that because the cost is going to be passed on to the, the customer and and the uh, the companies and the owners. So you're, you're going to have if, to. If they mandate if they mandate something, then there's usually the inference that government will pay some of it. But it's not government paying it. It's taxpayers paying mm -hmm. it when you said this i thought okay who's next we've had the the pandemic made sure that well first of all the 2008 crash got a huge yeah. chunk of money put back into the banks out of from government into taxpayers out which from never taxpayers money which never should have happened no of course not then the next thing is the pandemic and big pharma have got a huge chunk of cash thrown their way then we've got the current proxy war, which is the the last in a succession of proxy wars in which the defense companies have made a buttload of cash. Now, construction, property developers and those kind of corporations will be making a huge amount of cash with the rebuild. It's probably not connected, although in some ways it oh, is. Oh, it is. <laughs> a, it is. <laughs> a, no, I mean, here, a few miles away in the New Forest, a 400-year-old hotel. So can you imagine? I mean, America's only nearly 300 years old now, but a building that is 400 years old that has been working as a hotel for probably 50, 60 years, burnt down last night, was completely gutted. The majority, uh, they, they, they haven't said what the cause of the fire was, but that hotel is crammed full of migrants Ukrainian refugees, Syrians, oh. Afghans, uh -huh. yeah, uh, and it's full. Uh, so it's been there 400 years, and now it is ashes. You know, the, these places in the UK, a 400-year-old building is, is known as a listed building. It's normally on a list and can't have anything done to it. But now, all of a sudden, it can. So yeah. the cause of the fire hasn't been established as and of yet. And it never will be, my friend. It never will be. But we all know what it, it will is. be. 
whatever they decide it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, this is the point that I wanted to make is they're going to try and slip in this this Green New Deal 15-minute nonsense into your neck of the woods, GP. This is a story that they did on the local affiliate down there. Take a listen to this. If from where you shop to where you work, all within a 15-minute walk. Sounds pretty nice, right? Cities around the country are already doing it. NBC2 meteorologist Lauren Hope finds out if during Ian recovery, it could be a reality here in southwest Florida. Southwest Florida's population is booming. We have seen the population literally double in approximately two decades, which is unheard of for municipalities. What used to be an appealing retirement destination is now attracting more young families, according to Fort Myers Public Information Officer Liz Bella Matthews. Those that are looking to raise their kids in environments that are healthy, that have a lot of different options, they're coming here. And, you know, we're excited about that. City officials are working to keep up with the growth. See, we have 91 different uh, projects uh, going on in the city right now. I would say probably a majority of those are housing, higher density, multifamily type housing. Fort Myers Director of Economic Development Stephen Weathers says the success of any city comes down to the success of its downtown. So one of the things I've found in the cities I've worked in, what makes a, a downtown appealing, is I don't have to go outside of the downtown for, say, a grocery store or for a gas station or for a dry cleaner. We really want to make this the 15-minute city. The 15-minute city is an urban planning concept where everyday necessities are easily reachable within a 15-minute walk or a 15-minute bike ride. This concept can promote more green spaces, but it can also decrease carbon emissions. From an environmental standpoint, one of the biggest pieces is that if we're driving less, we're putting less carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, we're slowing the pace at which we're changing the climate that we have to um, live with. Dr. Wynne Everham, a professor at the Water School at FGCU, knows a thing or two about creating a usable space. And I think most good 15-minute city approaches include a significant amount of green space um, within walking distance because we're finding out that that's really good for people. Something that is in the works for downtown Fort Myers. We don't have enough green spaces and we recognize that as a municipality. So we are looking to see where it is that we can add more parks. We expect that by 2024, we will have a parks master plan that will be able to show the community what it is that we're going to do and within what time period. There is a market value to building in a different way, that there is a lot of people who would like to have the 15-minute concept outside their door. They would like to be able to walk to the grocery store, you know, uh, take a bike to their doctor's office. Maybe there really are people who think, yeah, I need a two-hour commute every day. Um, I love that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who they are, but maybe they're out there. But we need more options. And ditching the car is an option many residents enjoy in Mercado, a multi-use community in Naples. Everything's within walking distance. Developed back in 2008. And I think it was ahead of its time. Mercado manager Michael McLean says that the community has 92 condos, 43 single-family homes, and over 80 tenants. You can start at 6 a.m. at Yoga Loft or, or uh, Mandu or Cycle Bar. Um, go to Whole Foods, get your groceries, uh, go shopping, um, go see a movie, and literally spend your entire day um, at Mercado. 
As Southwest Florida grows, more 15-minute cities are likely. You're going to see a lot uh, in the next three to five years that I think is going to be that much better to improve the quality of life for so many residents. I know that we're going to have a superb city that's going to just build on what it already has. This city is so special. It's very charming. It has so much history. It has so much personality. And I think as a city, municipality, we are recognizing that and finding more ways to bring that to light so that everybody can see that too. In Fort Myers, meteorologist Lauren Hope, NBC2. See, GP, don't you love planned Marxist societies that are already done for you? It's convenient and everything. You're going to have it all right there without your consent. Well, there's there's good. Okay, I'm on and off on the these these major building projects. See, on the sense where he said Florida really needs these parks, and they talk about green spaces in Florida, green spaces in Florida, green spaces in Florida. As Floridians, we stay behind nets the majority of our time outside. That's the true. bugs are out to kill us. The bugs are out to kill us. We have those <laughs> yes. CMs. We have mosquitoes. And then we don't just have the mosquito. We have the variants of elevation mosquitoes, our neck mosquitoes, our ankle biters, our knee biters, you know, our eye poppers. We got them all. Every mosquito you can think of hangs out here. And the noceums, which make mosquitoes seem like ladybugs, those are on another level of biting altogether. We tend not to, like, especially near dusk and dawn, go to a park. Go to any of our parks here in Florida, and you're not going to see, get the closer to dusk or dawn, there's nobody. Because we know the only people that are there is some guy with a mask. I know it because that's what we're going to see is some guy by himself on a bicycle with a mask because he doesn't know any better. The bugs are always out to get you. So that's that is a difficult thing. And where she's saying in Fort Myers where that location is, I've seen it. I've driven around there. It's um, it is a nice thing to have all your Things that you you know would like to do, you're from your dry cleaning to shopping. It's great. It is great that 15 minute thing. The difficulty is is that developer and the businesses that are in league with that developer can control the prices. So that two dollar cup of coffee I could drive, you know, eight miles to go get whatever, and then have breakfast and go do my rounds or do my work or whatever it is I'm doing. I won't have that option in these communities because I'll be pretty locked in. So I probably won't have a car anymore. I'll be having a bicycle. And so they can control the prices. And when you control the prices, the government's good about that because they're like, wow, you know what? When the prices are higher, I get more taxes. And you'll have a digital currency. You'll have a digital currency because now, you know, you're paying $100 for that cup of coffee. I get $100 in taxes. You know, I get the, you know, I get my percentage of that hundred bucks. So they don't, that's, that's, it's a win for government. It's a win for big business. But it's a loss for us. That's exactly what it is. It can be a loss for us. It is a it is a win for big business, but because I, I, I was formulating thoughts as I watched that piece, and I'm assuming it's on our Telegram feed. If anyone wants yes. to look at it, yeah, well, it'd be up there um, today. I had yeah. about I had about four TV shows going through my head. Starts off with the anchor, the male anchor who introduced it with his big smile. He mm. the, the smile was very crooked. It looked like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory when he to- tells a joke. It was a real bazinga moment for that guy. Mm-hmm. What great news I've got for you about a 15-minute city. Then when the lady was explaining about all the different um, facilities and the condo and the different types of dwelling uh, and looking at those virtually empty, boring, lifeless streets was the Stepford Wives, was, mm-hmm. was the next thought that came through my head, and all the Truman Show. 
you know, we, you know those are 90 year old women that have had a lot of surgery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, three the, the clown face is, when you're walking down the street, my friend. Yeah. Permanent look of surprise on their face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, then the, apparently Kenny Rogers is now an ecologist. Um, telling everybody, <laughs> saying that green spaces are good for people. Well, he's, f- he's my a- old boots. Um, <laughs> thank you for that revelation. He's I a- know. I'm, I'm- he's a leftover old hippie from the 60s. Couldn't you tell? Yeah, of course. But the, I like the, now the hippies from the 60s. The, actually, the way they no, were thinking yeah. about changing the world and making it a little bit better place. But you could do what you want to do, and I'm not going to tell you what to do. You just don't tell me what to yeah. do. I like that. That's how the hippies were back in the day. That's how the pagans mm-hmm. are. Do as you will, yes. but harm none. none. Yeah, harm none. Yeah, yeah exactly. But and not these people today. But just just so the listener is aware, before before I let you before I let you yeah, that's true. Before I let you continue, Marty, just so the listener is aware, we are neither endorsing hippies or pagans. We have to remain objective, so continue. Okay, yeah, fine. We're we're not endorsing pagans. Is um, it a product we sell? Hey, <laughs> get yourself a pagan. Get, get yourself a pagan, <laughs> yes. You're purchase of five pagans. Do you know what? I can cycle. I can get on my bike and cycle to my mm. nearest supermarket. It's a big mm. Asda, which is now owned by Walmart. Funny old thing. A huge mm. corporation. There's several within cycling distance of where I am at the moment. Um, however, I'll only be able to bring back enough for about a day, two days in my rucksack on my bike if, mm-hmm. if, if I did that. Um, there used to be a hardware store within three minutes walk of my front door. But during the lockdowns and all the restrictions, when that was a non-essential business, he went out of business. And on the strip mall near my house, where there were lots of independent places, they've all gone bust. They went bust due to the the lockdown, which was an attack on small and medium-sized businesses. So these new 15-minute cities are going to be full of Starbucks. They're going to be full of every kind of fast food, mass-produced corporate place. The mom and pop, as you say, in the in the States businesses, they're going to be gone. It's all going to be, you know, super clean-looking, uh, lifeless, boring crap and and it will be just like the truman show just like the stepford wives and i don't want it and i don't need it if if i wanted to i'd, I'd already be doing all those things and walking well that's to, just it to that's places it. And you so don't on. want it you don't want it but it's going to be something that's forced and they're going to force it the same way i just told you what they're doing they're, they're going to do that by the way in the u.s and the uk too don't think you're excluded from that they're going to do it in australia too very shortly your government's going to send you a letter and they're going to tell you that you're going to need to make quote some improvements to your home and you'll have a deadline as to when those things need to be done, and they're going to charge you for it. And some of these improvements will be in excess of $100,000, euros, pounds, whatever you use. And you're going to be responsible for that. And if you cannot pay for that, then you're going to be forced to sell for pennies on the dollar. And guess what? They just so happen to have a nice, comfortable, convenient place for you to go, but you have to take all these other things if you want to exist in there. You got to take the digital. I've already taken care of that. I've I've already paid for my funeral, so I know exactly where <laughs> I'll be going at that point. Um, because I will I will 
not be leaving my house. I won't be selling. Um, I won't be cooperating with any law enforcement agency that comes to try to remove me. And unless it happens 25 years down the road, if I live that long, I will put up a fight. It's as simple as that. But that's that's been our problem. There have not been enough people awake enough to put up the fight we've needed to. And maybe they have one. Maybe they've they've got there, but there's still enough fight in me to resist that avalanche of, well, you of to- totalitarianism. No, you are you already see it. We we saw it in the the, the beginnings well, of, of COVID. We saw the the amounts of people, the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that showed up in London every weekend to protest. We've already seen what the pushback's gonna be like. They already know what it's gonna be. And when you start hitting everybody when you start telling people that you're going to have to pay for all these things to come up with this this concocted piece of bull this climate whatever this green crap right first it was well look we just want you to put some solar panels on your house we just want you to put this kind of heating in or this kind of lighting system or or this kind of toilet or this kind of sink now it's going to be you know what? We're just going to have to tear everything down and and we're going to have to start all over again and you're going to have to pay for it. Uh, no. When it comes to that, the people that have already had their businesses leveled, those people are pissed off enough already. And now you're going to tell everybody that you're going to level all their houses? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I invite these people to try. Well, let me tell you a story about the military coming over to my place. Shortly after the storm, about 14 guys, two squads, came over to my place. Fully armed, you know, little hum, the Humvee and their other little 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 Jeep things that they had there. Came up out of my property, came in, and I told them to go f off. This is my land. You can't be here. It may have sound like yes, sir. What can I do for you, sir? But I'm telling you, <laughs> I was telling them to get off in my head. <laughs> yeah. Because with a bunch of gentlemen, the soldiers come onto your property. They have your undivided attention. Oh, I'm sure and they it's, do. You know, everybody believes that they're going to stand up. You know, I, I, I mean, people say that they're good. This is what they are and not going to do until you're in that situation, and then you come to a realization that these paper mache homes don't stop these bullets. They don't stop if they want to come in. You're not going to stop these guys. What you're saying is true, possibly of most people, and I'm not saying I'm special. Not. Not that way, anyway. But I've made my mind up. I've made my mind up for some time. It's and like I say, around I've, me. I've got. Yeah, the, that's your problem. Yeah. yeah, but you have to have those that are closest to you have to be on side because it's going to affect all of you. Whatever you know, your decision is affects everyone who's near and dear to you. You know, that's one of the reasons why most of us don't mention close family uh, while we do these podcasts. But. I'm I'm confident that I've got the support and approval I need to make that stand if it comes to that. And the way things are going, it's going to come to that at some point because it's push, 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 all in the wrong direction. I can't remember where where who I was. I was talking earlier on to some guys online that I'm playing a a, a game with. Yeah, and the way I put it was a stopped clock is right twice a day okay so my government who have not got one single thing right everything they've done since they've been in office has been to the detriment of uk society uk economy and our image globally so 
even if they were just incompetent, which they're not, they're very competent at doing what they want to do. But if they were incompetent, they might make the occasional mistake and do something right. But so far, I don't know. I, I have a drawing of a government clock. Can you see? I don't think oh, it's right any time of the it's day. Don't write any time. You just did that. That's very clever. <laughs> For the benefit of the listener, what we have is a circle with the cardinal numbers on. Um, however, the hands are not centric to that circle. They are just to the right of the six, which means that indeed it's wrong at all times. Thank you, GP. That's a very good demonstration. Yeah, I think once you get to a, a certain point, and I, I think that point was reached for all of us in the very beginning of, of COVID. And I, I stated earlier this week that COVID was my, that was my line. That was it. People talk about their line in the sand all the time. And, and it's like, it, it turns out to be what, what you just said, GP. And it's, it's, it's always, well, you're thinking that when you're in the moment. No, that is my line. My line doesn't get moved. We call it a line in the sand for a reason. That's because that's your breaking point and you will not go any further. You know, I've never taken a COVID test. Never. I will not. I don't care what it costs me and what I have to do to circumvent that. I will not do it. And that's it. That's not even up for debate. If somebody comes at me forcibly with a swab, and I, I said swab, not schwab, a but government, that too. You mean a government-mandated COVID test yes, or any that. COVID test? Yes, or any swab. COVID test. Or any test for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter. That person is going to have a very bad day. Now, I might lose in the end. I don't know. I don't know. And quite frankly, I'm not even thinking about that. I don't want to think about that. But I will not. And that's it. That is it. That's it for me. Now, if Please. if people if people have uh, not even necessarily that mindset, but something similar to where they will actually stand for something, then this nonsense would have been over before it ever got started. Mm, absolutely. If we had the but hippies of your today... This would have stopped before it, it would have stopped. Yeah, uh, because that they, they were a, a <laughs> they were a, a stronger minded generation than what mm, we've absolutely. allowed to develop now. But when look you at can't the crap. Define woman. Oh yeah, but look <laughs> look at the crap we were talking <laughs> just a couple of years ago when you weren't allowed more than four people in your house but you're allowed 20 people at a funeral, just 20 people, which um, is quite a small number for most people's uh, final farewell. So we were talking crap about, oh, our, our dear Turkey has died and we're going to cremate it on the 25th of December. And so 20 people are going to come round for the funeral. Then you've got this nonsense that you've got on the screen now with these hugging screens, which are just bits of plastic with tubes put through that kind of a, a full disclosure glory hole for want of a better word and um <laughs> it's uh, ridiculous it's, this is this is ridiculous yeah, that's an agent prop out of this glory hole. it's it's, a, it's an agent prop out of the soviet union is all that is it, it reminds me of the um it looked like the ultimate condom to me i have yeah. no idea yeah, it, it reminds me of the the old Soviet nuclear, biological, and chemical suits. Yeah, the plastic, um, the, the the full plastic ones. Yeah, but the thing was, um, we had the 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 sort of pressed paper with charcoal deeply embedded in it suits to to yes. resist chemicals. You you remember those GP? Oh, they were hot. They was like wearing a wetsuit in the summer. But. The Russians oh, were actually the wearing the, 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 yeah. the, you know, the, the Soviets, their suits were rubber. 
and mm. only sergeants and above had a voice piece on the respirator. But we're digressing slightly, but but that's because they knew they would be the first ones to use chemical agents. So they wanted to be damn sure that they didn't get touched by them. And they'd have that stuff off because they'd know just how long it was going to last, how long the, the agent was going to mm-hmm. be persistent for, so that when they attacked and the third shock army pushed its way across the Rhine, they'd all be in, you know, Bermuda shorts and flip-flops and we'd still be sweating our bollocks off inside gas masks and... NBC suits. So, yeah, uh, Phil Schofield, by the way, and uh, Holly Willoughby on that clip that you just showed with Gino DeCampo hugging through these plastic screens, which, as GP rightly points out, they they look like full-body condoms, safe-sex glory holes, whatever you (laughs) like to call them. But that was the kind of crap people were putting up with. And during that time, those things that they were showing there, those screens with the armholes and the rubber gloves and everything, were for people to see their relatives once a week or once a fortnight in care homes. And in those care homes, those people were being given one of the death row drugs that prevents the coughing reflex, which meant that Well, not millions in in the UK, but hundreds of thousands of people in care homes died. It was marked off as COVID, but it was actually due to an overdose of, I can't even pronounce it, Malazabam. Madazalam, yeah. That sounds like a greeting in Arabic. Yeah, well, there are several greetings in Arabic that I know, but no, it's not. (laughs) It was... It, it was all down just from a from my from, a, from my <laughs> It's it's closer to Magandanu Magar, which is good yes. morning in in uh, Tagalog. But um, we have digressed slightly, so uh, I apologise. If you want to bring it's us okay. back on track, Johnny, well, anytime actually, you like, that's I, fine. I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> have to unless uh, there's any other pressing issues that either of you would like to uh, to discuss. Uh, Bruce, unfortunately, has had to uh, bow out. Uh, he had some issues to take care of, so he's on his way for the evening. Uh, he'll be back with us again on Monday. But we're pretty much at time, gentlemen. Like I said, barring anything else, we're, we're happy to, to step over uh, our time limit if there's anything pressing that you'd like to discuss in the closing moments. Well, honestly, I, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, no, no. I was no. going to say, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, okay. I'm, I've, right. I've expended everything I wanted to say this evening. Uh, Thank you very much. I would like from both of you as well, let's from you, Marty first. Okay. So I live in, you know, because I'm in Florida and I seriously, I live on an Island and it is those little communities, by the way, we live in that where we can walk to the store, we can walk to our everything. And we live that way. It's pretty awesome. But we also don't have any of these COVID restrictions or craziness where, you know, government's issues. We, we really don't even discuss politics here. We talk about fishing and we talk about the life and everything else. How is it for you guys? What is your a- average conversation in England? Uh, it's guarded, to be honest. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I was in the office today and... The last time I was in the office a few weeks ago, because I I normally work from home, Mm. there were still people wearing face nappies, but I didn't see a single person in my office. It was quite a large office with a face nappy on. However, when I went to to London uh, a couple of weeks ago to see a show, I was estimating there to be about one in a hundred people were still wearing masks. Uh, And so that's... On average, that's in London alone, you're looking at 
possibly 650,000 people are still stupid enough to wear something that is causing all of their own pathogens to build up in their throat and, uh, uh, you know, stopping them from getting the antigens that they need to build up their immune system naturally and restricting their breathing. So that's still quite a lot of people who are keeping it going. They're sustaining. Mm -hmm. the, the, but conversations are guarded. Um mm -hmm. We had a visit today from a chap from Canada, and there's a possibility that someone may have to go to Canada to be embedded with their organization, not in the biblical sense, but just out there. And I realized it could be me, but it can't be me because I'm not vaccinated. I've said so much about uh, Fidel Castro's bastard son, Justin, that mm. I, I can't possibly go because I and think the, as soon as I daughter, You forgot the landed, daughter of a propaganda minister for Nazi Germany. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So I, uh, uh, the, we have to be guarded in our conversations, particularly mm. in the industry I, I work in. Um, but we are being bombarded more and more with diversity videos. Every, every week there's some new diversity policy and uh, information and um, integrity training that has to be done. Brainwashing, you mean? Yeah, but unfortunately, my brain's filthy. It'll take more than that bullshit well, to wash true. it. I so on, of... on a sideline, do you find that who wears the masks are minorities? Like the most people that we see wearing masks that are coming through as tourists or whatever are minorities. When you they're say the only wearing masks. You... Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're... Do you mean black people? Yes. No, it's here. Mixed. It's almost almost in cooks. It's that's just exclu almost exclusively. That's yeah. interesting. It, it's yeah. black community. That's wears masks. I wonder why. Uh, here in they, the UK, it's they, it's more they, likely to be white middle class people that are perhaps couples that have got that secret. You know, really their brother and sister, that kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That's, yeah. that's like? interesting. Wow, you guys look like. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. that's interesting, GP, that you're actually seeing that in that demographic, because that's typically... Well, the... We don't see masks very often. We don't see masks very often. So right. when we do, you kind of just take a notice, and you kind of notice the people that are wearing them well, seems still, to be the people that are coming down from up north, the northerners still, that's, coming yeah, down. Yeah, but still, I find that very interesting, because that, that I mean, typically in, in the, in the African-American community, they are highly distrusting of government. So I, that kind of, that shocks me a little bit. But the politics that they follow here... You know, is on the is on the left. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. You know the, yeah, you know the left. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, why you're gonna it, die. It's, oh, it's always confused me. So I've got I, a like, rapidly forming theory on that, though. Yes, sir. If because I even I've heard that, um, and here in the UK, the Muslim community didn't trust the vaccine. Um, our black communities didn't trust the the vaccine, yeah. and so the uptake for the vaccine and boosters was lower within those demographics. Now, it could be that they think, right, well, I'm not vaccinated. I don't want to risk it. I'm going to wear this mask, mm, okay. um, which okay. does absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing to stop a virus, uh, uh, 0.01 microns, when the gaps in the mask are actually at 10 microns. But or more. they haven't, they have, yeah. They have not been informed about those things, so they're still using the mask as a precaution, not only to protect themselves, but perhaps to protect others as well. Mm, okay, that's a good point. But again, I'm I'm just guessing there. Obviously, 
the mask wearing does sweet Fanny Adams, as we say in the United Kingdom. Because yeah, it's hard to ask somebody, you know, as they're coming in the floor, why are you, you wearing a mask? Were you expecting the same answer out of me as far as conversations on the, you know, on the average? Is that where you were wanting to know? No, I'm going to get to. Yes, I do. What, what on your daily average? What well, do you, what are you seeing in it, where it your depends, neck of the woods? Well, it depends on on who you talk to. I run across the occasional person wearing a mask. Is as Marty said, it's about one in a hundred. It's very rare. I did see a couple of people. I I was telling a story. Uh, it was either last week or the week before on uh, on recording. I was uh, at the gym and I was going to go up to the uh, to the sauna after my workout to put some heat back in my shoulder. And you have to walk past the showers. There's a sec. Well, it's like they share a common doorway, so you have to walk past the showers to get to go upstairs to to the sauna. And as I'm walking that way, I see a man walking into the showers wearing an N95 mask. So oh, it's, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's good. Loses because it really, its efficacy completely. Yeah, yes. And, and I, I've seen, yeah, I've seen uh, two or three other people with the blue paper one doing exactly the same thing. So mm. it, it's a, it's occasional. I'll see it there. And that's actually interesting to see that in a, um, uh, in a recreational facility. But as far as like going out to like shops and, and seeing people out on average and things, the usual types that I see are the, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound condescending, but this is going to sound really bad. It's usually the, like the disheveled type with the pants that aren't long enough and they, they look like they haven't groomed themselves in quite some time. And like the mask is, is kind of dirty and, and their face is glued to their phone. So that's I, yeah. usually the type that you see. Do they also have a man bun? <laughs> I have, I have, I have, <laughs> we're going have back samurais? to that. Do you have samurais? Yeah, we're going back to that. <laughs> the uh, the man bun. I will never forget that. But the uh, yeah, that was a great room one on one. I might add. But the um, yeah. uh, the thing that emerges when you when you talk to people is it almost seems like it's that guarded thing because that's like the. Um, that's like the elephant in the room that you don't want to mention. It's like, are you vaccinated? And uh, if somebody asked you that, I mean, I just I just look at them and smile and say, yeah, I've had all my vaccines. That's what I say, because I, I have. So it's, but, uh, it's a negative where you are. See, over here, we're 50 50 across the board. And we just like if somebody says they're vaccinated, we're like, great. Have a good one. And if they say I'm not vaccinated, you're like, but great. Have a good one. What you yeah, catch but, today? You know, what? like fishing. That's 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 how we communicate yeah, yeah. here in Florida. No, I, I understand. I think behind really... your back, we're like, hey, you're not voting Democrat, are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but the thing, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, is it, it's really strange because you have it's really weird because you have a, a guarded population here to begin with. You know, the, the, the German society, they actually have some of the most strict privacy laws in the world, due in part to the fact that they went through a fascist rule and then a communist rule right after that. So I can understand why they value their privacy. Then all of a sudden, as if overnight, you know, a, a switch just got flipped and all of a sudden we have to give up a sample of our DNA to go and do something. And people are okay with it. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, from from a sociological standpoint, it makes absolutely no sense to me. So, I, I mean, I can kind of understand how that happened to begin with because the propaganda that they uh, that they pushed on everybody here. I mean, I could see through that for obvious reasons. All of us could see through that. We were saying in the beginning, this is crap. Don't listen to this. This is you know, this is ridiculous. But I understand why people bought into it at least here. I understand why people bought into it because of their past history and how they've been misled and how they have a historically they have a tribalistic 
attitude about themselves. So I understand how they were able to twist and manipulate people's thought patterns here. I get it. But to the level of tricking you, <laughs> and that's what they did, they tricked you into harming yourself and they made you make that choice. That's fascinating if you think about it, but it's also very sad at the same time. So we've turned all of this on its head. You know, we've turned privacy on its head. We've turned informed consent on its head. We've we've literally reverted every or, 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 well, I shouldn't say well, we've reverted and inverted everything that the Nuremberg Code stands for when it comes to medical privacy and, and medical practices and procedures. We cannot continue like this as a human civilization. I don't care your nationality in this case. As a human civilization, we cannot continue like this and we've got to put a stop to it. So that's my final thought. I guess we're going to go ahead and end here. Marty, it's been fascinating uh, having you uh, having you and GP on. Uh, I, I'm assuming we're going to see you next week. Yes. Uh, yes, you'll see me next week. Um, After you get Marty, there's a there's a towel right right behind you there. You can wipe the drool off of your off of your chin there. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, sorry for the benefit of the listeners. Uh, GP showed me his latest toy, which unfortunately, due to the draconian laws in my country, I am not permitted to own. So I'll leave it at that. You can guess what it is, uh, and and no, it's it's not a. It's not a toy. It's real. Uh, is that uh, <laughs> is that is that two twenty three or is that three hundred blackout? I can't tell. Three hundred blackout. Oh yeah. Three hundred okay. blackout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Three hundred blackout. Three hundred yeah, blackout. Yeah. My fine. So, that's nice. Run sub. Put on my can. Uh-huh. Dry can. Yeah. Nine uh-huh. cone. Yeah. Well, GP, it's been awesome. uh, it's been fascinating having you on. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you coming on, taking the time, and uh, showing us your new hat. I love. I'm digging the hat. I have to be honest. I'm digging the hat. The uh, Me the, too. the yeah, the, the cap that you first showed up in on this side of the pond with when I saw it, it is exactly that cap, except it's in bright yellow. And I, I, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's really nice. I appreciate the uh, the relic of uh, soda you've got on your uh, your shelf back mm-hmm. there, too. Is that next to the hand sanitizer? Is that the is that the Fauci approved hand sanitizer that I see there? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what Myers is? Oh, no. my gosh. It's a great it's the greatest soap ever. Okay. I think you can even eat it. Okay. Well, I'm good. I'm I'm going to take your word on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's just you, you know me, global toxification, and I you know yes, cleaning up the planet. Of course. I, you know I don't care about climate change. I don't care about that. But I just don't. I'm just really sick of people poisoning our planet. No, I. I the agree. Uh, it's one of the soaps. It's one of the soaps that that is biodegradable. Okay. And it's it's better for the world around us, and it works, and it smells great. Okay. I mean, what can, more can you ask for? Well, you could ask them to pick up some trash. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've been waiting for an hour and a half to say today. that. In fact, I did it today. I was picking up trash today, just before I got on. And well, uh, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure having you on, GP. Don't be a stranger. Come back and uh, and join us. Try not to. Yeah, come back and join us when you can. Uh, and we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank and you. we will be speaking to you very soon, Marty. We'll see you next week. Yes. Yes, indeed. We're going to go ahead and call this one done. I want to thank all of you for being here today. I want to thank all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. God bless and good night. Adios. Adios.